Listen up, webmasters. Do you have the domain from GoDaddy but still don't have a design to go with it? If you want a great design to go with your great website, head over to Exalers Studios. Quality, professional graphic, and web design. Need to fix up an existing design? No problem. Exalers can do it all. Head over to their site at exalerstudios.com. That's X-A-L-E-R studios.com. All websites get a 15% discount using the code MCMuggle. Yo, MuggleCast listeners, I have a deal for you. Get reliable, secure web hosting without the long-term contract. GoDaddy's hosting plans are bigger and better than ever, with 99% uptime, free 24-7 support, and no annual commitment. Best of all, plans start at $3.99 a month. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code HARRY, that's H-A-R-R-Y, when you check out and save an additional $5 off of any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Because, heck, we finally have a date. This is MuggleCast episode 75 for February 3rd, 2007. So guys, I was thinking, I know we need to save a lot of space on MogulNet on the website for all of the ads to go, so I figured out something that I thought was pretty cool. Um, Oh yeah? Yeah. Instead of needing two countdowns, one for the Order of the Phoenix film and one for the book, uh, simply add seven days to the time that it says uh, for Order of the Phoenix to the counter and... Do metal math, which uh, which will wake you up, and I uh, want you to read Harry Potter news, and uh, you've got the for the wow. release date. Seven yes, days. just add seven wow. days, and our counter is completely accurate. For it's completely oh, accurate to the second yeah. too. That's amazing. To, to the second for Deathly Hallows, and we didn't even put up a Deathly Hallows countdown. Great idea. What if, what if we add it after where it says blank amount of days, and in parentheses we put add seven to get we the Deathly Hallows release date. <laughs> yeah, you or should. It's like plus seven for DH or plus seven, yeah, 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 yeah. seven. Underneath where it says Harry Potter and the Order of Figures, July 13th, just say add seven days. HP seven. Deathly Hallows. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, do that. We, a new countdown is being worked on that has both of the, uh, the both of the uh, uh, dates being counted down on one thing. It's, it's hopefully it'll be pretty cool. But anyway, welcome everyone to episode 75 of MuggleCast. Uh, we had a couple things planned for this week's show. We had a character discussion on uh, Argus Filch and Mrs. Norris, and we were planning on doing more J.K. Rowling quotes about Book 7. However, Ola Rowling's Day came out the other day, and that's what we're going to be talking about for the main focus of the show. And we got voicemails, and we got a lot of other good stuff, right, everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Laura, I cannot wait for your thoughts on the release date. I'm sure you can't. But wait, wait. Wait, teaser. Okay. Uh, just wait. First, we got to do Micah's news. Uh, actually, but before that, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. And I'm Mikey Bouchereau.
Micah Tannenbaum is standing by in the MuggleCast News Center with past week's top Harry Potter news stories. Micah. Thanks, Andrew. The big news, of course, this week, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows will be released on July 21st, 2007. The hardcover edition will sell for $34.99, with the deluxe edition going for $65. These high prices could mean the book will be longer than any of the previous six. And just a few hours after the release date was announced, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows held the top spot on both the Amazon and Barnes & Noble bestseller list. But just when did Rowling finish the final Potter book? Well, according to The Sun, J.K. Rowling wrote the following message on a marble bust at the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh. It said, J.K. Rowling finished writing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows in this room, 6.52, on the 11th of January, 2007. The BBC later reported that they could confirm J.K. Rowling did write some of the book at the Balmoral last month and did complete the book at that hotel. New details have recently emerged surrounding the message Joe scrawled on the marble bust. The hotel has said that it has no immediate plans to turn the room into a tourist shrine, and rather interestingly, the bust is believed to be of the Greek god Hermes. Waterstones has announced plans to set up a special helpline for fans after Deathly Hollows comes out this summer. Joe revealed in June that two more characters would die, who she hadn't intended on dying, and the UK book chain says this could be a similar moment to when Take That split up. There could be a lot of upset teenagers out there. We're looking to set up a helpline for them. Of course, the other big news this week, photos promoting the upcoming production of Equus in London's West End were released. They showed a distinctly different side of Daniel Radcliffe, who plays the lead role, and were received with surprise by some. However, Dan says he's fine about playing the part naked. Dan said, Equus is an iconic play. The nude scene is part of it. I can't do it with my pants on. That would be rubbish. Over in movie news, Jason Isaacs, the Lucius Malfoy actor, made a recent appearance on Richard and Judy, where he discussed some of his current acting projects and a little about Potter. He said, I'm waiting to see if I'll be in the seventh book with bated breath. I go to prison all the way through book six, so number seven, obviously I'm desperate to find out if I get out. I actually met J.K. Rowling at an award ceremony, and I went over and said, I'm begging you, and she laughed. Emma Watson has made Sweet 16 Magazine's list of the 16 sweetest stars, 16 and under. The list honors talented young celebrities who have avoided the Hollywood party scene and are great role models. Finally, according to the New York Times, Yahoo recently announced that Harry Potter will be the topic of one of their 100 new websites related to the top entertainment brands this year. The project, which is called Brand Universe, will provide users with a wide array of information about the most popular toys, books, movies, television shows, and games. That's all the news for this February 3rd, 2007 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. Alright, thank you, Micah. Thank you, Andrew. You know, it's funny... For the good past couple of weeks, it's been a slow news period, but then uh, in the beginning of the week, we had uh, some raunchy pictures of Dana Radcliffe. Oh, boy. And then uh, the, book, the release date came out, and it was a huge, so it was, it was a big week for the fangirls, to say the least. They're not fangirls, Andrew. Well, They're human Laura. Beings. No, Eric, yeah. you don't respond to the fangirls. Laura. I'm not a fangirl. Laura didn't even know that the release date was announced until this podcast. She, she, oh, yeah. she was just viewing those pictures. <laughs> she just couldn't get her eyes off I the am. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> no, she in all honesty, Google document. Hush. What? In all honesty, um, I am not a Dan Radcliffe fangirl, but I will say that I think it's very brave what he's doing because he's trying to break out of, you know, a typecast role of always being, you know, Harry Potter. And I think it's really cool that he's willing to go to such lengths as taking off his clothes 
to do that. So, props, Dan. Um, yeah, he's no I longer... I wanted to talk about that for a second. Do you guys think it's going to work? Andrew, he's no longer Harry Potter. He's now Harry Chest. <laughs> You've been working on that one, haven't you? You know, I just thought of it now. It's actually Harry Armpits. I need to see the pics again. To pick the best. He's, yeah, yeah, what should I say? What do you guys? Yeah, Harry Armpits. One. What should I say? That's now Harry yeah, Chess. Harry Chess. That right. That's that's good, Eric. I don't know. I really don't think I. I thought you were going to be serious and say he's not going to be known just as Harry Potter. Now he's going to be known as that Harry Potter kid who also fell in love with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, isn't that what he's going to be seen as? I now? don't think um, so. I don't know. I don't think so. The one thing that irks me about it is that they're using him to advertise the play exclusively like because he's the main that's character. a draw exactly but it's well, a draw the of character. all the the people going to that play hey dan radcliffe naked you know you know main <laughs> right. headline let's well let's if make it sure. draws people yeah, isn't <laughs> isn't that why you're going in <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that i wasn't planning on telling anyone but now that you bring it up <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Do you know who the girl uh, actually, is? Actually, me, me, no, we have no idea. She's uh, like a mystery girl. I'm not fine. Exactly. That. That's what I'm anyone, saying. But, no um, one cares about any well, of the other characters. Sort of. Well, sad. what I'm saying though, if you do, who cares if you, they go and see Dan Radcliffe naked? Because they might end up being enlightened by something That's in the true. plot or yeah, the story. I, see. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might end up liking it. And yeah, whereas before you would have been, you know, turned away from the play. It's just uh, the magnetism of seeing Dan, Dan Radcliffe naked. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we don't really want to spend too much time on that today. But uh, Jamie, myself, and a friend of ours will be going to see the play in mid-March, and then we'll, we'll have a little discussion about it on the show and probably file a uh, report on the website. So look forward to that, all you Dan Radcliffe fangirls. Exclusive pictures. Uh, yeah, in other news, before we get to the big release date discussion, uh, I wanted to get through a few MuggleCast-related announcements first. Uh, first and foremost, MuggleCast will be in Lightning 2007, which will be July 12th to the 15th at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, ben, Jamie, God. Micah, and I will all be there. We're going to be doing a live podcast on the day of the film's release and also doing a seminar workshop sort of thing on podcasting, how to create your own podcast. We're going to show you how we do MuggleCast on a week-to-week basis, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And for more information, please visit enlightening2007.org, and we hope to see as many people as possible there. Uh, you guys also, are going to be in Philadelphia. Ugh. That's like that's like where I lived, man. That's I like... Know. Well, that's it. We didn't... We didn't you know... Okay. No, where Eric, do I live it's now, not where Andrew. you live. Yeah, no, yeah, you no, live in I New lived. Zealand now. Yeah. We, we planned it out this way, Eric. <laughs> Once you once you went to New yeah. Zealand, we, you know, right. that's when we signed Andrew's up. House yeah. once. No, plus she, we did we did need a uh, co-host from Australia. Oh, oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> oh wait. Someone that's <laughs> why I said that whole thing because it, it leads into this. So so who who wants to clear this up? Eric or Micah? I'll clear it. I up. mean, basically, Micah. who said it? <laughs> I said it. Micah. I said it on last Micah week's show. Said it. Yeah. Good. Um, but. I think more of the point that we were trying to make was that there's at least somebody in that general area... Well, first area. explain what happens. What? Oh, well, well there last were, um... week on the show, <laughs> I made the mistake of saying, because somebody asked in an email, why don't we have somebody from Australia who podcasts on the show? Because we have people from the U.S., we have people from England, and 
what ended up happening was I said, oh, well, now we do have somebody from Australia. We have Eric, but he's in New Zealand. He's not in Australia, which is an entirely different country. So and, and, we, I and did these, get email. I do apologize. <laughs> these indignant fans from from Australia saying, "No, you know, New Zealand well, is different both. from it us." It was We're both. Completely... It wasn't just from Australia. It was from New Zealand oh. too. Oh, really? Both fans sent in stuff. Yeah. So some were not very nice. I will add. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you're going to be mean to us, be mean to us in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, just write in and say, "Hey, you know, you made a mistake." Mention it on the next show. No, but general area speaking, it really worked out, I think, well for anybody in Australia who wanted some kind of representation, because New Zealand isn't that far away. It's a lot closer than anything else is to Australia, except maybe, um, well, the Gold Coast region, yeah. The Pacific, it's a, uh, I believe it's a three-hour f- flight, as opposed to a 15-hour flight, 13-hour flight mm. to, to the U.S., so, I mean, you pr- it's practically right there, and... Uh, it was pretty close. I mean, I don't mind personally, but I guess it's uh, obviously something different for somebody who's living in Australia to be confused with New Zealand or New Zealand with Australia. And also, the Deathly Hollows Theory Contest is now closed. We are going to go through all of your submissions. Uh, hopefully, we got tons of them. And we're going to pick our favorite 10 and 15 and then play them on episode 76, at which point there will be a poll on MuggleCast.com where you can vote for your favorite theory. And then the top three winners will receive a piece of Jamie's suitcase and also uh, a t-shirt, a uh, MuggleNet book, a variety of uh, different items for four full details you can visit mugglecast.com and uh, finally as it is a new month we want to remind everyone to vote for us at podcastalley.com we kicked the powder booty podcast booty last month actually in January we were number one pretty much the entire uh, month and by a long shot Keith and the girl were a distant second so uh, thanks to everyone who voted and we hope everyone votes again we like staying up top there because it helps spread the word about the show now, now moving along to our main discussion this week, of course, uh, the release date of Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, July 21st, 2007. We did a mini muggle mini cast earlier this week, uh, a few days ago, uh, the night that the release date was announced. Laura, you were not here. No. So I want sadly. to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, you know what's really strange about that is the night before it was released, I was kind of laying in bed and I'm thinking, when is when are we going to find out when the book's coming out? Because you know, if it's going to be 2007, they're going to have to announce it soon. And I was kind of imagining, you know, what the release would be like. And I wake up around 9:30 the next morning, and I come over to the computer, and I have an IM from one of my friends, and it simply said 7:2107. And I knew right then I was like, oh my gosh, that is the release date. <laughs> and like my heart started beating really, really, really fast, and I got all excited, and I went and looked at her site and MuggleNet, and it was just a really, really exciting moment because I wasn't expecting it. I was actually kind of shocked. And aside from the marketing, which I think is going to be kind of interesting um, in the least, I'm really, really excited for it to come out. And I don't regret that that's when it's coming out. I know a lot of people are really upset about it, but I don't see why. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I actually found out in a a strange way. I was in school. I was in... uh, TV tech studio, and I get a text message from someone in the 806 area code saying, Deathly Hollows will be out July 21st. And I thought this was, I was expecting this just to be like another rumor or something, some 
girl like bored and decided to try to I don't know make me think that, but just to check, I went on Muggle.com and sure, what uh, sure sure enough, there it was. And uh, so, who by the way, I just wanted to say, whoever was in the eight hundred six area code, thank you for sending me a text message that it was out because otherwise, I probably never <laughs> would have known. Well, until later that day, of course. So, um. All right, so uh, something that we did find out on Friday was that Joe had completed the book on January 11th at the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh, Scotland. And um, I wanted to talk about this for a little bit because there's a few interesting things going on here. First of all, this was, uh, you guys might remember that on December 19th, she posted a blog update on her site. She said, I'm now writing scenes that have been planned in some cases for a dozen years or even more. I don't think anyone who has not been in a similar situation could possibly know how this feels. I'm alternate, I am, I'm alternate, alternately elated and overwrought. I both want and don't want to finish this book. Don't worry, I will. Um... Is it interesting to you guys that just a mere month later, under a month later, she would be finishing the book? Andrew, I think this news that we keep getting just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Um, because now we found out that she was done, you know, over three weeks ago, like you said, just a month after she wrote that. Does this seem to you guys, did this show any signs of the book being practically completed? No, that's what's really getting me. I no, was under the all, impression yeah. that she still had a ways to go. Yeah. I felt it was like 80% done and she was going back and fixing the scenes that she had been planning, but I didn't realize it was this close. Yeah. Right. If so, I, once I, you know. when I read that, I, I, I read it and I said, okay, so about, I guess about five, six more months writing time. Uh, is what you I would have thought. Five to six more yeah, months. Yeah, that's what I was. No, I was. You got to <laughs> understand. I was waiting for a 2008 release. I said, okay, well, she's writing. I, I would have guessed. Mikey used the the great thing of 80. percent I'm just going to say I thought she was about 60 percent um, complete with the book, and then she was writing some of the old things, which would take her up to about 80, and then she could finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, I think Andrew, you mentioned it on the uh, mini cast. Do you think it's possible that she had large pieces done? That well, the, the final chapter has been written for a while now. Well, she said that, but do you think that more pieces were done besides that? Well, because it seems as though it was so such a dramatic change from you know I'm working out the book to oh by the way it's done right it's it's all been boil it's it's all been boiling up in her head I think the first sentence of that is the most interesting I'm now writing scenes that have been playing in some cases for a dozen years or even more which says to me now looking back that she was probably working on the final scenes yeah yeah. No, I agree so with she was that. wrapping up the yeah. book. Yeah, that's true. Did yeah. we not mention that when we discussed this on in, on that episode of MuggleCast following this uh, blog update? I guess yeah, not. Probably not. I'm pretty sure we did, but we all uh, yeah, didn't take it not, like yeah. this that it would be. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, because if you look at it, most of us probably saw scenes and figured, okay, well, she still has chapters that she has to write. But right. Scenes could literally be within the chapter. She might have been writing yeah. the final chapter. Right. Yeah. Or, or updating if, it. And if she says, I both want and don't want to finish this book, if you don't want to finish this book, but you only have three more weeks of writing left, it seems a little strange. But, I, you know, we're not calling her out. Calling her out. I'm just saying that. Well, I don't think so, because, I mean, at that point, she was so close. I can understand why she would be, you know, not wanting to finish, because it's like, you know, whereas it's over for us in July... It's over for her now. It's over now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I can understand, you know, feeling a little bit upset as she's getting close. I mean, this has been her life for the past 10 years. Yeah. 
Now, Laura, the the dream thing I wanted to talk about, because you actually called this on the December 22nd episode of MuggleCast. Excuse me. We were talking about the dreams and what it meant in terms of how close she was to writing book seven. And my arrogant self thought that I had called <laughs> that since she was having this dream, she must be close to finishing. So I went back and listened so I could brag and boast about it. But it was actually you who said it. Well, wow. <laughs> I- no, I'm, what, what, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, good work. <laughs> cool, thank you. I guess I didn't fail divination. <laughs> no, but but it's interesting and it does make sense. It is interesting. If, if you're having a dream about does. it now... It's over now, so you've got to be thinking about it. It's been, you know, it's almost over, so good call. Good call well, back a few weeks ago. Um, another thing, we were making fun of, fun of Eric for this last week. Uh, the article, the interview with Jason Isaacs, where he says that he hears Jason Isaacs is going to be killed. But also in that uh, interview, he says, and I quote, uh, I fell on my knees and begged to Joe. He's talking about talking to Joe. It didn't do any good. I'm sure she doesn't need plot ideas for me, but I made my point. We'll see. Like everybody else, I'm holding my breath to July to see what's in there. I just want to bust out of prison. That's all. I don't I don't want to stay in Azkaban most of my life. Did Jason know? Did well, Is there a chance that Joe said uh, July? Well, didn't a few people say July, like publicly, that they have to wait till July? Yeah, so, there there was at least one other person who had heard uh, from from Joe that it was it was going to be July. So it wouldn't surprise me if Jason Isaacs was like, "So come on, come on, just tell me is it the ones that coming out?" And or maybe he might have said this summer, and Joe might have been like, "Sometime in July," because she was aiming for summer release date uh, two weeks ago on the show when we talked about uh, she, there was a quote where she said that. Uh, in the Emerson and Melissa interview, that she would be releasing the book one to or about two two years after book five, right? Yeah. Yeah, she said that's the typical time frame. So, so it all makes sense. This is kind of like reality <laughs> setting in, and not only is it the the latest book, but I did feel that this is too soon, and I don't know why. I can't really explain that. And I guess you know, Micah and other people feel that 2008 was way too long, but I just wasn't ready, and I I don't think. Well, I still I mean, think it's way too early, especially here's the for... thing. I mean, if you go back and listen to, you know, episodes, you know, from around the time when we went and saw Joe at Radio City Music Hall, I was completely of the belief that we were going to have a 2008 book because it just didn't... We had a huge debate yeah, on that. Yeah, it, it just didn't seem like it, she was even remotely close to having it done, you know, so that it could come out this summer. But when we got the title... In December, I started thinking it probably will be 2007. However, I didn't really think it would be July. I was thinking more like August, a little later in the summer. Yeah, jumping back to what Eric was saying, um, I think some people might have gotten their hopes up a little too much of waiting uh, past summer 2007 because Eric, from what I gather from you, you're just upset because you really had your hopes up for 2008 give it a long time give joe plenty of time to write in and it wasn't even a long it. time it's just that i feel that this time was kind of too short i mean i'm, I'm trying to change my opinion i'm trying to look into perspective and say okay every episode of mungo cast that has ever that has ever come out has come out since half-blood prince was out and that you know that's that's when we basically started about a month later than that so if you look at i guess it has been a long time but it still feels it just still feels so short um and I don't know exactly why I feel that way, but it just I, I really feel that it was um 
it depends on how long the book is, too. We still don't know that. I would really like to hear that, particularly, especially from Joe, uh, how long the book will be. But it's just, you know, it's the seventh book. I know, as you had said, I was under the, the I was willing to, to give her as much time as she needed with it and to find out that she just finished it three weeks ago. And then, you know, it's just um, yeah. a little disconcerting, I think. Back on to the Balmoral Hotel story where Joe had finished writing book seven on January 11th. Um, this news broke on in the UK tabloid The Sun. And uh, at first, nobody really believed it because there was a picture of a, um, a marble bust. It was a close-up of the marble bust, bust where Joe signs J.K. Rowling. Oh, what's the exact wording? Uh, J.K. Rowling finished writing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows in this room, parentheses, 652, and parentheses, on 11th of January, 2007. And when you look at this picture, I can almost swear that it looks like the her signature is actually, like, photoshopped in, because it looks, I don't know, it just looks to me that it's a little, like, darker than the rest of the writing. Um... But I, I think this is Joe. Maybe I think this dying. is Joe being personable with the, with this whole situation. Because first, first of all, first question: Why was she writing in a hotel? I guess she was traveling. Privacy, maybe you know, away from everyone. Focus on it. Yeah, doesn't she have any uh, marble busts at her at her mansion that she can ride on in graffiti? Because yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a criminal in 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 the slightest way. Nobody's going to take her That's into jail or anything. Well, um, think about but, it. Like, wouldn't you want to go to that hotel and stay in that room, especially if the well, right. bust is there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to stay in that room where Joe finished writing. You know, exactly. Out. People people so, are now going to go there to the concierge and request room 652. There will be a, a nine month waiting list if you want to oh, stay I in won't. that room. I wouldn't uh, please, I wouldn't even do that. I would just, I, um, do. I would just wait for the maid to open the door and go in and be like, "Excuse me, I stayed here last night. I left my uh, something in here. Can I?" <laughs> and, well, I now, think they'll replace the bust, but yeah, the room, I was going to say we'll stay there. Well, I don't think they'll 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 take it out because obviously someone would <laughs> steal that. Yeah, steal it without um, doubt. I think that um, they'll put it like in the lobby or something, you know, some glass case under a glass frame. Because yeah. that, that that is something Security. to be proud of, and, it, and to the hotel management, it might not seem as big of a deal if they're not really Harry Potter fans. But that's a, that's a big thing. Well, JKR must have been proud because I mean, you're sitting there, you're writing the last book of your career, and you jump up and say, "I'm done. I think I'm going to ride on that marble bust with it." No, with a you know felt. what I want? <laughs> Did you say last you know? book of her career? I totally want the do not disturb sign that was hanging on that doorknob. Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be cool, yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, we that's the other thing, it. too. Why did the, uh, I wonder why the news only broke now. Um, because if she wrote that on 11th of June, uh, right. depending on how long she stayed there, you know, the maid would have come in maybe exactly. the 12th of June, the 13th of uh, January, sorry. Um, the 13th of January. And that's no. why I didn't believe the uh, the the Sun article because I was like, oh, they're just doing this for some quick press. Now that the title's out, of course, or the release date's out, of course, all this is going to be happening. Now, now, do you think she told the hotel? Is it possible that they removed the bust after well, she did it? There's there's a quote here I found it in a uh, Associated Press article. Um, the hotel said it does not encourage guests to write on hotel property, of course, but Rowling is a special case. And then they quote hotel spokeswoman Jessica Trotter. Obviously, this is quite a unique case. We're honored and flattered she chose the Balmoral as surroundings to do her writing. So I don't think they're going to be uh, charging oh. her any additional she's JKR. Uh, fees. She, she can write, she can graffiti anywhere. 
and 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 Eric, you keep calling it graffiti, but it's not like she had a spray can at you. Was like doing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right well, Joe, Joe, with, Joe with the spray can more... and bandana well, no. under the freeway. Obviously, no. Obviously, Andrew, she's going to have a lot more free time on her hands now. I just wonder if she'll take up this newfound uh, talent of hers. Um, I just, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe after all that time of having the "Do Not Disturb" sign on the rumor requirement on her official site, she wanted to actually use a "Do Not Disturb" sign for good reason. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but prices for that hotel, the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh, have just to tripled. A good thirteen hundred. Well, not just that, but the most expensive rooms are good thirteen hundred pounds a night. Wow, out of interest. Of course, Joe oh. can afford it, but what I'm saying, you know, it's it's no uh, it's no shabby hotel. It's no Howard Johnson's. In other news, that's where. Uh, Jamie and I will be saying when we're in England. Oh yeah, or, right. well, it's in Scotland, <laughs> so I guess that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, wouldn't surprise me if that's going to be a new stop on all those uh, Harry Potter fan trips. Harry Potter fan trips, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so here's something we were going to start talking about, but then stop because we didn't want the Muggle mini cast to not be a Muggle mini cast. Who is it that decides the release date? Is it Joe or is it Scholastic in Bloomsbury? I'm confused by this whole fiscal year thing. Kevin, please explain it. I myself would guess that Joe tells them that she's completed the book. And then they come up with the date that they think would be best and tell her about it and ask if she thinks it would be all right. I I think it's sort of like a... You know, it's a give and take. It's a give and take between the two. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah they sort, sort of on like. It. Yeah, definitely. I don't see that like Scholastic or Bloomsbury being the sole person who decide. You know, the sole company that decides. Hey, this is going to be the release date, and J.K. Rowling has no say over. Yeah, which it's, I have it's a feeling rare, that <laughs> authors don't really get to say, "I want my book to come out on this day." So, she's right. definitely a rare case. We have a lot of younger listeners, uh, myself included. Kevin, can you explain what a fiscal year is? There's four quarters <laughs> in the fiscal year. Right. Uh, okay. A fiscal year is basically the know. accounting year. Um, what happens is, in accounting, you have dates that you start the year and dates that you end the year. And they're not necessarily on New Year's Day because obviously everyone's off. So what happens is certain companies have different start and certain end dates to their accounting year where they have to report their quarterly earnings, their yearly earnings. And based on that, um, investors and all sorts of board members and stuff like that make judgments on the company and where it's going. So essentially, it's just sort of like a financial year. So basically, Bloomsbury and Scholastic's third quarter earnings are going to be extremely high. Yes, correct. Right, right. They're going to be through the roof. And when I said their fiscal year is going to be huge, it's, it's because the book is going to be released in that, that fiscal year. Buy stock now. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Watch it jump and then uh, drop after the book's really... And buy Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we already talked about this a little bit, but we're all still expecting a real update from Joe, a, a personal message from Joe. Yeah, perhaps. I talked to her last night. Um, did you? Yeah. Did you, uh, Micah, go ahead. Make your next request right drop. now. <laughs> well, I did a little bit. I made one last night. When did we uh, when the mini cast <laughs> was released, say? what did you say exactly? I don't. 
No, I think at the end of the show, I mentioned it would be nice to get a more personal personal response, response yeah. from oh, her. Yeah. It really would. You know, would. how does it feel when when you dedicate your life to this? Sorry, Mike. When you dedicate your life for fifteen years, how does it feel? You know, or or why is it only a week after the movie? What are your thoughts on that, Joe? It's yeah, and I think a diary update would be nice, and that's probably what most people want. I mean. We're not looking for anything real soon like we got with Half-Blood Prince where we had chapter titles. We had a little snippet of one of the chapters um, given to us before the release. I'm sure she'll do something like that again. Right. Oh, I'm sure she will. But I didn't really see a problem with the news post on our site. Oh, I did. You don't see a problem? I thought it well, was just, terrible. No, I didn't. I mean, it was like... <laughs> I you thought didn't it, see much, it made Laura, it... because there's only like 12 words. I know. I... <laughs> I know, okay, Eric, what I'm saying is it seemed, it made it seem very official. Like, like an I don't know, there was just something as true. Somebody else just wrote it. Well, there's just something, well, no, 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 there's something about listen? it that just made it seem like so set in stone, the well, way it was well, done, and that's why I didn't mind it, it. It was official, but it was a little too official. She didn't say, I am glad to announce. She, or, or, you know, or, like, or like, it wasn't written or, by her. Right. Hey, I was, I was so happy. Yeah, like, or I was so happy woo-hoo. I wrote on a statue, you know, read that in the sun tomorrow. Yeah, it was know, a press release. That's it. basically what it was. It was an official press release. You guys need to stop complaining. No, we're not complaining. Well, let's clear something oh, out. Hold I'll on stop. a second. Okay, read it, Laura. You want me to read what it says on the site? You tell me I if that sounds... It. Uh oh! I've read it. I've Mike, read it. Mike oh is getting upset. Let's let's. <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't very personal, and that's usually well, how no, she it, operates. It wasn't. It sounds like it was written by a it lawyer. Wasn't, but it was written by a lawyer. It wasn't written by her. It was written by someone who says this is going to be the release date. You need to put it up. And that's what it was. It was just, the thing no. is, I'm just yeah. not worried about it because I know we will get a personal message. So yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's not like this is a sign of things to come. It's not going to be like the whole book is going to be all generic and miserable—not miserable, generic and basic like like this description. But um, I think a lawyer cleared the. I think what's unexpected is um, book six. There was a lot of fanfare. There was the rumor requirement you had to get through, and then there was a card which opened up and it said, "I'm happy." I don't yeah. know the exact wording, but it was in a, uh, a it was in a greeting card. And okay. Said, okay. Half Blood Prince is complete. Da 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 da. And now this is the final book, and it's just like. <laughs> well, maybe maybe there's something bigger to come. Hold yeah, on, well, yeah. I want to read something well, to you, okay? Twenty <laughs> second oh of December, two thousand and four. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince to be published the sixteenth of July, two thousand and five. If you read this, it's much more personal than Deathly Hollows. Well, maybe yeah. she's maybe she's so doing now you know. bigger. Now, wait a second. December 22nd, 2004, was that when she actually announced the date, or was that a couple days after? I'm pretty That's That was a couple days after. put her news post up in the news section. Right, So, but it was a couple days after her announcement in the rumor requirement. Yeah, I'm just looking in her news yeah. section of the site right now. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, so we should be expecting something like this. Maybe, I mean... Right. I don't know, I just... Just another. I just can't be that worried about it because it's like we're getting the book in July. I'm excited. <laughs> I could really care less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's clear that up. There's been a lot of complaints about that. We are very excited. We're extremely excited. Some for some of us, it takes longer to set in for others, but we're all <laughs> freaking thrilled that we finally have a release date. Uh, so, hey, party! We touch I'm on everything. Start- Yes, party. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna buy some party streamers and at the beginning of every show I'm just gonna celebrate 
from now on. Although, you know what? I am going to cry. Can you get those poppers? Yeah, Laura, um, we were I'm saying, hey, did you listen to the minicast? No. Uh, of course you didn't. We, um, staring at <laughs> that I, I was saying lot, that yeah. the Decade of Enchantment Ball at Prophecy2007.org is going to have... Oh my have, god, that's going to be a cry fest. It's going to, it, well, it's going to have some extra meaning. <laughs> what should the final it song will. be? Um, what's a good goodbye please, song? Please not something from the Goblet of Fire soundtrack. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anything no. but that song. No, like, um, <laughs> um, what's one of those really depressing end that's of the world That's what friends are goodbye? for? How's that go? Um, I don't think it should be depressing. I think it should be like for. we went out no. with a bang. You in know, that good kind of times, stuff. in bad times, oh, I'll be on your side forever. Oh, oh, oh what about the song that goes? Ooh, uh, I'm totally off key. That like with a ukulele. Okay. Oh, you mean uh, somewhere over the rainbow? Yes, yes, Mikey. Thank uh, you. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't pronounce the guy's name. He's awesome though. Yeah, that's a good I song. Think, uh, I think Green Day's Good Riddance Time of Your Life. I think that would be good. Oh, Wake me up when July ends. Yeah. I wasn't talking about that song. I know. That's a good that's song. That's a good song, though. He admits um, it now. Yeah. The final oh, by the countdown way, by your own. Just, just real Sorry. quick, speaking of um, music, I got a lot of feedback about my little Bye 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 uh, remix <laughs> I did on the last show. <laughs> Not in July. Uh, so much so that I decided I'm going to look into possibly turning it into a uh, wizard rock single. I just purchased oh, the geez. karaoke version, so now I can oh, God. freely sing without NSYNC getting in my way. So... Um, I'll Do you need backup? Providing updates Do you need backup vocals? Well, That's there are backup asking. vocals already on the karaoke version, oh, okay. so I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll enlist you if I do need any help. Okay. Um, but anyway, anyone else want to bring anything else up before we get to fan reaction, which we can talk about? No. Can't wait to see your response. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We I got, want to hear the story personally from her. Is what I want to see. I want yeah, to hear about the hotel. Yeah, why she That's decided to go to the hotel. Like, I think it's going to be a great story. I can just see a great story <laughs> coming from it. No, I'm sure she will. I mean, I'm sure she will without doubt. And I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so we we got some uh, feedback from the listeners about their feel- feelings on the release date. And uh, we got some interesting tidbits that some people wanted to point out to us. Send in some MuggleCast at staff.mungle.com. The first one comes from Benjamin16 of Buffalo. He writes, Hey guys, I love the show. You are all fantastic and one of the best things I've ever listened to. Uh, thank you, Benjamin. I just wanted to comment on the release date. I know that 7707 would have been an awesome release date, but that was cr- that was that was crushed by the movie premiere. But I think that 72107 is a good release date. 7 plus 7 plus 7 equals 21. Just wanted to bring oh, that to your attention. See, That's not the first time that. someone's done Where's that. Where's Calissa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calissa. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's clever, though. Uh, it is probably clever. not it's the like, reason. But. So it's five sevens. Oh, you have to you have to mention the summer solstice. No summer solstice. Oh it's, yeah, it's no, not the no, that, it's not the summer solstice. Yeah. Right. Please, oh. I I went through like. 10 emails 10 million today emails, looking yeah. at no, yeah. June, yeah, June 21st, 21st everyone. It, yes. And that was when book 5 when was When Order released. of the Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was 2003. Next one comes from Charlotte 15 of Wisconsin. She says, Today in history I was thinking about the book 7 release date, and then I realized that it's on my half birthday. July 21st, of course. It then made me realize that it was exactly six months after my actual birthday, December 21st, which was the date we found out the name of Harry Potter 7. I'm sure other people probably realized the connection already, but if not, I'm letting everyone know now. I I just found out from Charlotte. <laughs> six oh, months. Exactly. exactly six months then? 
Because we found out. Right, exactly. You have to wait exactly six months. I think that's oh, wow. kind of cool. Next email, Lindsay16 of Cape Town, South Africa. She writes, hello, MuggleCast. I just... Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I just choked on nothing. I just wanted to say that the 21st of July for the Deathly Hollows release is just great. Usually the HP film comes out a week after the US and UK release. If this... Uh, in South Africa, she's talking about. If this pattern continues, it means that I can go see the movie on Friday... Friday the 20th, read the book on the 21st, and then cry my eyes out on the 22nd because there will never be another <laughs> HP book again. The date won't stop me from seeing the movie at least twice in the cinema, and I think most HP fans from South Africa would agree. Thanks for the great show, and I hope you don't stop MuggleCast after July. So see, it's not... Some people enjoy that uh, sort of thing. You have the movie and then the book the next day. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> or vice versa. Whatever she said. Well, that was one thing we didn't really talk about that we mentioned on the last show was the book versus the movie. Uh, yeah, Laura, what do you think about that? I mean, is that um, play is that a big deal to you? Or it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, someone. But I don't know. It does seem kind of weird, I guess, because they're two different stories. I don't really think. I don't think it'll hurt either or. But I think it's not the best marketing I've ever heard of. Who was it that pointed out on the last show? Well. Uh, we did talk about marketing, and I thought it would be great cross marketing, media wise, with the news outlets. Uh, Harry Potter month, etc. Is what you said. Yeah. What What Eric pointed out on uh, the minicast was that it's better that the book comes after the movie rather than. Oh yeah, it book. is better. Oh yeah. Yep. That would be awful <laughs> if the book came before the movie. Right. Yeah. So I think okay, that second weekend though. That is going to suffer in sales because people are going to be completely focused on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I that's what I wrote. I mean, people who want to see the movie a second and a third time, unless they do it in the first week, they'll have a book to occupy them, obviously. Yeah, so but honestly, I don't see it suffering that much. I mean, like right. I said, quite a few people like to pace themselves with these books, and why not see one of the movies in between? It's there's there's no reason not right. to, you know. I, I have another email, Joe24 of Tampa, Florida, who talks about marketing, sent me an email about the marketing. Uh, there was some disagreement on the minicast as to whether releasing Deathly Hollows a week after the release of the Order of the Phoenix movie was A, incredibly smart, or B, incredibly stupid. Purely from a marketing standpoint, this move was genius. Joe thinks. As was pointed out on the minicast, the potential for cross-marketing is amazing. You could literally have leaflets for the movie placed into each copy of the book during production, which would be instant advertising to potentially tens of millions of fans for the cost of, basically, your average daily newspaper. Now, before we get to the rest of his email, I don't think they're going to be doing that. There's <laughs> there no need to do that. The book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he goes on to say, Despite all the debate, it's important not to forget one thing. This is Harry Potter. Scholastic could literally release the book in the dead of winter, only in bookstores above the 40th parallel in the middle of a driving snowstorm, and people would still buy this book. It's the biggest series to come out in at least the last 50 years, and this is the last book. No one who bought the last six books are going to pass on this. Of course. Of course. So, I mean... Yeah, the thing is, I mean, it's Harry Potter. It's going to sell no matter what you do with it. Right. And it's not so much the selling for us, I don't think. I think it's the... The hype and the build-up that we're uh, yep. that we're a little disappointed about because the book comes so soon after the movie, and the movie build-up can't compare to the book build-up. The book build-up is so much bigger. I mean, premiere-wise, the premieres are great and they're a lot of fun, but there's so much more anticipation for the book. And well, yeah, I think that's 
the one thing I think I was actually talking to you, Micah, about that was that um, the second I found out the book was coming out, that became my priority. Like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, we're going to go to New York for the premiere and stuff. At least that's what I'm planning to do. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking if I had to cut one trip out of my entire summer, that would be the first thing to go because I would much rather do a book release than a movie release. Right. I yep, think absolutely. the book definitely trumps it in that aspect. Yeah, I just think spacing out a little bit could have made a difference for a lot of people if, say, the book came out in the middle of August as opposed to sort of the end of July. Yeah. Yeah. It could have, but then there just would have been such a long break. I don't... I, well, I mean, at least for us, it would be like, okay, movie, let's go back to our homes for two weeks and fly somewhere else. I think it will work out in the well, end. Well, at least I mean, it would give us a break. It would give us a, a lot of people. See, but people are saying, "Oh, we need a break." No, we don't. It's, exactly. <laughs> that's what on. I'm saying. Like, it's going to be an I awesome think, month. It's going to be you know, back exactly, to back yeah. to back to back. You know, everything's going to fall like dominoes. It's going to be the movie, the book, then prophecy. It's all going to fall together, and it's just going to be yeah. a, you know a crazy yeah, ride what is for everyone, all of us. What does everyone think prophecy is going to be like now? Since we will have all read the book by the time we go. Well, well they, they got to seriously change, look into their programming their and panels. start some. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah. Snape good or bad? Well, that we don't know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, no offense to the uh, Harry Potter conference in uh, England, but that's over the book release. Yeah, it's quite a shame to have. Uh, yeah, prophecy was lucky that Joe didn't uh, throw a date right in the middle of their conference because there are these other conferences. Well, what enlightening catches the movie but misses the book? Is that is that how that works? Or basically, yeah, yeah, it's right over the movie, the movie but, but misses which was the book. planned. Oh, it was planned. Okay, yeah, but then um, but they missed the book, and so and then the conference oh, in you- England. What is that? Sectus? Yeah, is is right over the book. So, I mean, honestly, so. I mean, if you're looking at all three of these conferences, um, Sectus is going to be interesting because you're going to be right there for the release. But in Lightning, there can be there's much more p- potential for the Book Seven theory discussion because I mean you know that's all off in prophecy now, <laughs> and Sectus yeah. it's pretty much and what what is everyone going to be doing at Sectus when the book comes out? They're going to be reading it. I don't think they're going to be wanting to go to panels. Panels. <laughs> so well, it could work out in their favor though. I mean, yeah. MuggleNet had. You know, we had Spellbound in 2005. For well, that was planned. That was so. designed for... Yeah, it was, it, it was, was a one-night but thing. at the same time, I think it goes to show that you can have a large meeting of people. Oh, and yeah, have absolutely. Yeah. Plus, that's in England, and we're going to be stealing... Or, well, we're, we want to do a podcast over there, so... Yeah. Yes. Um, next email, Jessica going crazy, 16 of California. She writes, first off, I'd like to say that I love you all so much. You make me get a warm, fuzzy feeling as I want to listen to you guys. Thank you, Jessica. Oh. Okay, so the seventh book coming out in July freaks me out. I thought I would be excited, but now that we have a date, I'm scared and upset. Upset because I agree about how close it is to the movie. Scared because I might end up killing myself at the end of the book. Uh, oh note to all of our listeners, she's not serious. Uh, I also don't want to know what happens. I don't want anyone to die. I'm glad that the movie is coming out first, though, but it's just too close to the book. I think the book is more money because it is bi- it's a bigger book than the sixth. I personally want it to be bigger than the sixth. I will be disappointed if it isn't. I don't think J.K. Rowling is being rushed. For some reason, I feel like she wants to just get it out. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, we got the name of the book and the date on when it comes out. I feel that soon we will know what the cover will look like. You never know. She wraps up her email by saying, what do you think the color colors of the seventh book will be? Uh, did we talk about this on when we did favorite book cover? 
No, we actually no. didn't no. talk about it. Oh, okay. What do you guys think? I mean, is there a pattern here? We we it was sort of uh, green themed. Well, it's going to be a solid color, I think, right? Well, I think also she's talking about when you take the the jacket off, you have two colors, oh, like yeah. the color on the spine and the. Well, I think it's yeah. going to be black. I, I agree with that. I think. But it's Goblet be black. of Fire was already black. No. Yeah, when you took the jack, when you took the cover art off Goblet of Fire, it was orange and black. Oh yeah, no, but I'm talking about the actual the the yeah the actual part. cover. No, no, no. I'm, it was orange and black, but the colors it'll be black and and something gray else. maybe. Because but wasn't Half Blood Prince black and purple? It, it is, but wh- why I'm saying it, it's going to be black. That main no, part of it Half-Blood is going to be Prince black. Was purple and green, I believe. Half Blood Prince. Was no, 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 the, no. The, the inside the the <laughs> binding of the book. The binding? No, that's what I'm saying. If you take the cover it's off, black it? and but it's purple. It's black and purple. A oh, black and purple. I'm looking at it right now, dude. It's black yeah, and purple. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but the um, you might remember that the placeholder art for Half Blood Prince was purple, and yeah. this one and for Order of the Phoenix it was blue, I think, because we were all confident that the theme of the book was going to be purple because. Order of the Phoenix matched the color uh, the color of the placeholder with the color of the uh, actual cover. So I could I could be completely off on this, but why would they make the placeholder art black unless? Yeah, I mean they, it could be. It just seems I, the there seems to be a pattern here. You know what? It's black because the word "deathly" is in it. It's kind of a dark color. <laughs> Do you think that yeah. could be true? Uh, it could be that because like it just looks good, also. So, but I mean, black. What does black represent? The end. Death. The end. But the end too. So well, the end. Death. Yeah. The end. Yeah. But actually, I mean, completely contradicting myself. I don't think that a black, uh, the actual cover would be good black. I don't think a Harry Potter cover could be black. I don't know. Probably be gray. It could, could be. Yeah, maybe. it could be like a, a grayscale but type. I, but, but that's so black. It's like. Blah. Well, <laughs> what if it's like? <laughs> what if it's just solid black? <laughs> Harry Potter. The <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> with a seven on it. Yeah, the book is so dark that uh, the cover is pure black. It's got it's got a picture of a uh, a marble bust on it. Death. Yeah. <laughs> what about red? <laughs> maybe maybe red, that's the I was the thinking book. red too. Other, that makes sense. Red, I think yeah. red would be cool. Red and black. Red is interesting. Like a Chamber of Secrets red. Or red and black. Well, like a Chamber fox of red. Secrets wasn't complete. Well, yeah, fox. But yeah, like that kind of color, like a blood red. Laura, blood? I don't like wow. blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a dark book. Yeah, it's going to be blood Grand red Free. and the darkest black they can find. It's going to just be dark and scary. Do you think I she gets so. locked in a room somewhere and for weeks on end, and she's not allowed to go anywhere? Well. Who? They, I don't Grand think Prix. so, but <laughs> I hope they. I I want a I want a big reveal like uh, with the Hapwood Prince cover they did on the Today Show. They had a they had a little like b- b- handkerchief over it, and like Katie Kirk was like, well, or no, it was Arthur Levine, and they pulled it off, and there was the cover. We were like, wow, that that's the final step. These things come in three steps. You we get the, we get the title, we get the date, and then the cover, and Maybe then the excerpts. countdown's going to be on. And we have one final email here. Yeah, one final email here from Mary, thirty-one of Michigan. She writes, "Hey, you love the show. 
regarding your mini podcast about the release of Book 7. I think that your com- conspiracies regarding the timing of Book 7 uh, versus the movie re- release are a bit too dramatic. I think it's as simple as J.K. Rowling was very closed mouth about her process of finishing Book 7 and never fully revealed the speed at which she was writing. I think she finally saw the light at the end of the tunnel and did not want to jinx herself. I also think that if she feels the book is ready, it's ready. This is not a woman who can be pushed around by her publishers. She keeps them in the dark just like the rest of the world. Remember also that she willingly sold the movie rights to Warner Brothers and does not have control over when the movie is released. As for taking more time to make Book 7 better, how would we even know if it could have been better unless JKR admits it? She did admit that Goblet of Fire could have been better, but if she never told us that, we would not have been we would not have been the wiser. Who really cares? I think most fans are excited, but also sad the adventure will come to an end. Have a great day. I wanted to get as many different uh, perspectives from the listeners as possible on this show. Well, when she says bit too dramatic, I think it's really... That's what we do, though. We examine it from every different angle, and we bring up as many different things yeah. as possible. We do need to complain, because so, if we agreed with everything, then there'd be nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> no show. It'd be yeah. boring. But with that said, uh, we well, let's reiterate again, we are very excited about this. I mean, it, it started setting in for me today, and it's not fully set in. Yeah. I, the final book is coming out, people. There's uh, 160 plus 8 days till the release. There is a certain amount of trepidation involved, too, I think, because, I mean, part of me is so, so excited that it's coming out, and then, again, I'm like, wow, in six months, it's going to be done, and we're going to know everything, and, you know, we've been reading these books since I was 11, so it's been a long time. I've basically grown up with these books, and it's kind of sad, but exciting, too. Okay, well... Uh, I think that wraps up our release date discussion for now. All right, but uh, changing gears here, we're going to get into some book discussion now. Last week, we asked everyone to send in their uh, ideas on the Horcrux discussion that we had last week because we were sort of getting all caught up in a tizzy over... Uh, we were confusing ourselves, I think. And well, We got uh, a lot of good response, though. We did, Micah. So uh, you want to get us through it all? I'm sure. still confused by it all. <laughs> <laughs> well... Sarah, 18, from North Carolina, said that she was rereading the series, and when she was rereading the beginning of Goblet of Fire, she came across this passage on page 10. Uh, Wormtail says, My lord, I must speak, panic in his voice now. All through our journey, I have gone over the plan in my head. My lord, Bertha Jorkin's disappearance will not go unnoticed for long, and if we proceed, if I murder... And then Voldemort says, If whispered the second voice. If, if you follow the plan, Wormtail, the Ministry need never know that anyone else has died. You will do it quietly and without fuss. I only wish that I could do it myself, but in my present condition, come Wormtail, one more death and our path to Harry Potter is clear. I am not asking you to do it alone. By that time, my faithful servant will have rejoined us. And she goes on to say that, obviously, they're talking about making the final Horcrux I had just noticed it for the first time, and I was just wondering if y'all had noticed it, or if this had been brought up already. If it has, sorry. I understand that they're making the final Horcrux, but what does Bertha Jorkins have to do with it? Well, no, it's 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 the fact that they said one more murder, and then the path to Harry Potter is clear. But did anybody die in book four? I don't think this is talking about the Horcrux at all. Yeah. I think it's talking about Dumbledore. Well, I don't think it's talking about the Horcrux. Y- yeah. No, at the I very really least, don't think I don't so. Think I mean, I'm not ruling it out completely, but I always took it to mean that... 
they were trying to, you know, go after Dumbledore, somebody who could protect Harry. And Voldemort says, I only wish that I could do it myself. Well, obviously, if he's, you know, he has to do it himself if he's making a horcrux. So, so you're saying they're not talking about killing Bertha Jerkins. They're talking about killing Dumbledore or someone. Well, no, there, there's... No, 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 no. That's just part of the quote where yeah, that's just part of Wormtail the quote. is saying that her disappearance is going to... Not go unnoticed. And if I murder this other make, person... Right, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And, and then he says, if you murder this other person, blah, blah, blah. So there's another person, and he says, come Wormtail, one more death, and our path to Harry Potter is clear. So I went... Well, Barty Crouch Sr. died, but who was... um? Who do you think they're planning the death of, is what I'm saying. Like, could it be that they were planning Dumbledore's death in book four, or in you know in this scene, or what Possibly. I mean, who else does yeah. Voldemort really see as the person protecting Harry? How would Vol- Voldemort expend, yeah. uh, expect Wormtail to kill him, though? If Voldemort's feared of him. That's true, f- too. Is- so it's interesting to see who they killed. Because nobody... I mean, who died in book four besides Barty Crouch? Well, there was Cedric. Cedric. Yeah, but I don't think they were planning to kill Cedric. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that's kind of interesting, they weren't really though, planning because in- looking at this, apparently there was a murder that was supposed to occur in book four and it didn't happen. He was the spare. Well, well, maybe it did. It said, it, you know, if you follow the plan, the ministry never need to know that anyone else has died. So, maybe we don't need to know either. Well, hold on. Couldn't it be Barty Crouch Jr. wasn't with him yet? And uh, the other person that died would be his mother, right? Could they have put Barty Crouch Sr. under the Imperius curse to get Barty Crouch Jr. out. Well, Voldemort says, Voldemort says, by that time, my faithful servant will have rejoined us. So, by his faithful servant, that kind of goes to the graveyard scene where he's talking about his faithful servant. And is it Snape, or is it Barty Crouch? You know, by that time, my faithful servant will have rejoined us. Um, You know. Yeah. I think it's because we don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a very weird scene. It's an interesting passage, because it could... It should actually matter. I'd be surprised if it didn't, but it should actually matter. So, Well, couldn't it be it would matter if they found out that Barty Couch Jr. broke out of Azkaban? You know what I mean? So if they put, you know, Senior under, uh, Barty Couch Sr. under the Imperious Curse, there's, you know, he did it right this time, and, you know, his faithful servant, you know, Barty Couch Jr. was able to break out, impersonate Moody, well, no, the get in. the storyline's coming back to me. What actually happened was Barty Crouch Sr. Uh, took his wife to see their son, swapped bodies with their wife and his son, took his son back home under the Polyjuice Potion as his wife. Dementors didn't notice, but then Bertha Jorkins came by the Crouch household and kind of got the... I uh, got the idea that Barty Crouch Jr. was kept in the basement. And that's when Wormtail ran into her when she went to Albania. And she said, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird, but I really think that they are hiding his son down in the basement or something. And that led Voldemort to the Crouches, to, to Barty Crouch Jr. That's actually well, what okay. I thought Wormtail killed her because Wormtail's supposed to be dead. Yeah, that's what Voldemort said. Well, that too. But, she, but I heard that I thought that Wormtail got the information about Barty Crouch being alive through Bertha Jorkins. Yeah, I. That's possible. Yeah, and then then they said by all the by the time all the memory spells were done. That's right, because uh, they they, her mind would have been a mess anyway. So they just killed her. So 
But so I, I don't know that. But it's an interesting passage, and I'm glad it was caught because we have to see what it means. But now that we're discussing, you know, it doesn't seem concerned. like you could. Really no, I don't process. think so. When I first read that, it was kind of sounding convincing. But um, next one comes from Chris, 21 of Georgia, in Half Blood Prince, page 497 in the American Hardback. Slughorn says, even if even if one's body is attacked or destroyed, one cannot die, for part of the soul remains earthbound and undamaged. Also, Dumbledore says, when speaking about the number of horcruxes, page five, uh, 503, quote, not seven horcruxes, six. The seventh part of his soul, however maimed, resides inside his regenerated body. That was the part of him that lived a spectral existence for so many years during his exile. So, so we're only looking for two. Right? Because last week we were saying we're looking for three. We There's still three on Niz. The whole argument last week was that Eric was saying one thing and Ben was saying the other. And Eric basically is proven right by this. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Eric was right. About whether dying uses up a horcrux. What was the argument? I wasn't here. <laughs> no, okay, see, this this was the argument. The argument was that when Voldemort dies, like in the case of Harry Potter when his spell rebounded, does he lose a Horcrux? Or do the Horcruxes remain and his soul just wander? Well, the existence and, of his other Horcruxes correct. hold him to the yeah. earth, which is exactly right. this quote that Slughorn says. And Ben was thinking that, well, when he died, no. one of his Horcruxes was used up. Like his, which, his which, piece of his soul. Was I, just, I don't think it was Horcruxes. I think Ben was thinking more that one of the pieces of soul was used up. Yeah, that's what that's which a Horcrux. Would, right. A Horcrux is a piece. But of the soul. Horcrux inside, but the soul inside of him is not considered a Horcrux. It's considered his soul. So I think what Ben was thinking was when he died, when he lost his body, that piece of soul was lost also. I think that's what Ben was thinking. But from the quote, I think it's more that. That soul piece stays, and that's what. Uh, yeah, but 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 either way, I think I think this quote confirms that the Horcrux isn't used up in any way. It's just yeah, a single piece of soul that remains in his body. That and the Horcrux has bound him to the earth. The it's existence, a, right? Right. The Horcruxes anchor him. Yeah, that's kind of what the quote. As says. long as those horcruxes are there his soul can't be destroyed but we still do not know if um if voldemort successfully made or had seven pieces of soul um before he died i think he he must he must because that's dumbledore's mission yeah well, i mean it was. But we we actually i just wanted to point that out we still don't positively know that um because what dumbledore said was, yeah you but know, i think it's uh, i think it's pretty yeah. much a given I mean, well be because the of- number seven and it would be <laughs> Yeah, it really would be. <laughs> Disappointing, yeah. Right, but it hasn't been confirmed by anybody that he actually made or had seven pieces of soul at the t- at the time yeah. of yeah, his Yeah, but I think it's something I that mean, can be safely assumed. Well, no, because even one Horcrux, actually, by this description that we got, even one Horcrux should tie you to the earth if you die. Voldemort just went all out and wanted seven pieces no. of soul to exist because he killed so many people. Yeah, but then what would be the point of going on about, you know, showing Harry that, Voldemort wanted to make seven Horcruxes if there wasn't going to be seven of them. It's I'm not, true, yeah. I, I'm talking about it from more of a literary standpoint. Well, what they say like, when, when... Like Kevin said, it would be anticlimactic. Well, when Dumbledore... Well, when Dumbledore talks to Harry about it, he says two or three more remaining. 
and he's 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 very I mean everybody wants to say okay you know we need the wand the locket the cup everything else and you know and and think of it like that but I think the actual scene if we looked at it again Dumbledore is not sure if Voldemort has yeah six but or seven. but what we're saying is although it's not confirmed the f- fact that she mentioned it J.K. Rowling that is mentioned seven Horcruxes it would it would be somewhat disappointing not to see seven. Mm. There's no reason not to include Seven yeah. in the book. Well, except for a huge plot twist. But, I mean, it, Joe has said on one occasion in an interview that Dumbledore is usually not far off the mark. Yeah. So, Mikey, what were you going to say? My question is, the memory that uh, that Harry got from Slughorn, how many Horcruxes did Tom Riddle say would make it magically powerful? Seven Horcruxes? or seven pieces of soul? Because I think that's the big question is, if he makes seven horcruxes, there's eight pieces of his soul. Seven horcruxes and a piece of his soul that's inside him. And, yeah. If yeah, it's, yeah. So that would mean... You see what seven. I mean? I think it all goes back to that memory, and that's the key to kind of find out. And, sadly, I haven't read the book recently to tell you exactly what the quote is. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, you know, seven, seven, sir, is it, isn't it? Isn't seven the magical number? Wouldn't it be possible to have seven? Seven, you know, said Slughorn. Uh, my my goodness, Tom, just just to commit such an evil deed against nature, it's an act against it's 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 act against nature. It's an act act against everything. You're insane. You want to do seven, and then Voldemort was all like, "Sorry, sir." Yeah. So, so it'd be, but yeah, I, yeah. But in that scene, they were referring to horcruxes or seven they pieces of soul. So there might be what eight pieces of soul? Do you think, Mikey? Well, it would be like eight because again, we were saying that the horcruxes are separate pieces, separate from what is bound to Voldemort himself. So there's seven right. separate horcruxes plus the eighth piece of his soul that's inside himself. So there's seven horcruxes total. He has to destroy yeah, but- then Voldemort himself. But exactly, I think he, I think Voldemort places the significance in seven Horcruxes, not eight pieces of soul if, or seven. Well, pieces Dumbledore of soul. even yeah, said that though, makes sense. Andrew you just know. read the quote that there's not seven Horcruxes; there are six plus Voldemort. The seventh part of his soul, however, maimed resides inside yeah. his oh, regenerated okay. body. Could Vol- could uh, he actually have made seven and Harry be a Horcrux and Dumbledore just didn't want to say it? We're back well, on that. that. Would suck. That would suck. I don't, I don't want, want that. <laughs> uh, I don't think Harry's but, a But there is, there is some uh, support for that at the end of book two, when they're talking about all the similarities between breaking rules. But what's interesting in that scene, just thinking about that, is that Dumbledore was comparing Harry to Voldemort, saying, you know, you want to break the rules, but yet his Harry's own father broke the rules, too. That's why that's so confusing, because we find out that James is a rule breaker, yet Dumbledore's uh, talking about this, the similarities between Harry and Voldemort. Um, even though his father was a rule breaker too, he's com- he's comparing his rule breakingness uh, to Voldemort, saying that Volder- Voldemort transferred part of himself into Harry the night he he died. I don't think he's talking about rule breaking. I think he's talking about stuff like being able to speak parcel mouth. No, the exact well, it was that, and the the exact words were a certain disregard for the rules, if I may say so. Yeah, but th- I don't know. I think that's kind of a generic thing because. There are more. There's more than one student at Hogwarts that has a disregard for rules. Yeah, but it's he, true. But Harry also has that connection with you know Voldemort too. So that leaves a little something. Yeah, but there. I guess, but I think that part of the reason Harry does disregard rules is because he feels a responsibility to defeat Voldemort. 
I don't. Let's let's move on know. to another email from Edna, sixty-two of Atlanta, about the uh, cup. The cup is found, and Arthur has it in his shed. And this one I'm not too sure about. Chamber of Secrets, page thirty-one. Ron tells Harry about what his dad does in the misuse of Muggle artifacts office. Like last year, uh, this is Ron saying, like last year, some old witch died, and her tea set was sold to an antique shop. This Muggle woman bought it, took it home, and tried to serve her friend's tea in it. It was a nightmare. Dad was working overtime for weeks. They, he and Perk had to do memory charms and all sorts of stuff to cover it up. Hepzibah Smith, perhaps? Well, or of course, Ron must have meant last year to be when the nightmare happened, not when the old witch died. Fred says, quote, Dad's crazy about anything to do with muggles. Our shed's full of muggle stuff. Now, somehow, the tea set is brought to the wedding celebration, either as a gift to the young couple or included as part of the table setting. But will Harry recognize it or remember it later? Will harm come to the Weasley family? And if so, will that allow Ron to go with Harry driven by his own personal vendetta? Uh, is there enough evidence here to conclude that? I don't think so. The thing is, if you look back at book six and you read the specific chapter where Tom Riddle was coming and meeting with Hepzibah Smith and she shows him Hufflepuff's cup, it is described as being heavier. It's gold. It's got handles on either side and a badger on the front of it. That does not strike me as something that would come in a tea set. Yeah, I thought it was more like a goblet or something. Or or let alone be unrecognized as something of high value. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But, like, it wouldn't be fun. Like, I mean, okay, the locket I can understand, and I really hope that the locket that was mentioned in Book 5 is the locket Horcrux that's at Grimmauld Place or wherever a creature would have put it if he has, if he had his hands on it. But uh, not all the Horcruxes, is, what I'm saying is not all the Horcruxes can have been found. I mean, I think part of Book 7 should be Harry looking for the Horcruxes. I mean, if, they are, if they're all yeah. in, you know, uh, in, in a building or dusty shelves, you know, then that's kind of anticlimactic considering Dumbledore had to uh, go all the way to the old gaunt house and then sort through, sift through the rubbish just to find the ring. Um, you know, but that was... So there's got to be some kind of test. They can't just be... You can't say, that, okay, so the cup was found. You know, I think the locket is a once-and-done thing. I think the fact that R.A.B. took the locket is significant, but everything else should be wherever Voldemort put it, which would not be out in the open somewhere, yeah. or on a shelf, or on a tea set. Um, yeah. Michael, we got some clarification from Christy, 18 of Chicago. Yeah, she says, on the show, you guys mentioned about other headmasters being buried at Hogwarts. However, in Half-Blood Prince, on page 629, in the American version, it says, I I know that it was Dumbledore's wish to be laid to rest here at Hogwarts. I believe that's McGonagall speaking. Uh, then that's what'll happen, isn't it? Said Harry fiercely. If the Ministry thinks it's appropriate... Uh, Sorry, if the Ministry thinks it's appropriate, said Professor McGonagall, no other headmaster or headmistress has ever been. And then Harry says, no other headmaster or headmistress has ever been... Harry says, no other headmaster... Hagrid! Oh, Hagrid. Hagrid says, no other headmaster or headmistress ever gave more to this school. Therefore, although there might be a graveyard at Hogwarts, there are no other headmasters or headmistresses buried there, just Dumbledore. And that's in response to last week's show. Well, that's also... That's a good quote. I mean, Thank you for finding that. I think that you can think of the Seriously. founders a little differently than you think of a headmaster yeah. or a headmistress. But we're not... Because while while they were affected, they did effectively serve those roles. Yeah. They were still the founders. But we still add. And it's... it's 
Yeah, but it's not like McGonagall's saying not even the founders are buried no. here, you know. But I mean, She's it's saying- partly answering our question because we did ask, are the former headmasters and headmistresses, headmistresses buried here? But Good find. So... Yeah, thanks, Christy, for that. Okay, we're going to get to a few voicemails this week. We haven't done it in a while, so let's hit up the lines now. <laughs> you guys make me laugh so much. Um, one, I just realized something after reading about the new release date. I wondered if you thought that um, what the status of JKR's door would be after um, the movie, the book seven comes out and the fifth movie comes out, if you'll keep it closed all the time or if you'll open it up every so often. Love the show. My name's Corey um, from California, and I didn't mention the beginning, but anyway, I'll keep this in as dirty like you want. Um, thanks for an awesome show, and hope to hear me and you pretty soon. Thanks. Bye. I think it's going to turn into an area for maybe cool new facts. I think so, too. Like, yeah. she won't post everything in the rumors section, and it'll be like... Yeah, but... She said that she w- she wasn't going to take the site down. That she was going to keep it well, up. I think she's taking it down. She's yeah. Well, I know, but I think that I don't think she would leave it up if she wasn't going to keep it active, updated. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I mean she's she's still a writer, even though Harry Potter's over. She's still going to write other stuff. Yeah, but but that rumor or requirement. I mean, it seems to me yeah, like I know. that. Uh, is, well, yeah, but that could become a tradition, you know, about of her site. It doesn't necessarily have to well, stay has. closed forever just because it. I know, but she could no, use it for think, other books. No, I don't saying. see her using. Well, like, I don't think she. Not? I don't like, like that. There's idea. all those little fun things you can get on her website. I'm sure you know, like we talked about possibly an encyclopedia. What if you know? She starts releasing information, backstory, and stuff like that through there. Well, she already has. I mean, but yeah, she could channel more of that f- through the rumor requirement. Because after book seven, all the extra facts about book, uh, you know, the series, is going to be like special content, special tidbits that are going to have more value to them, I think. Since there's no more, not another book to get a boatload of new information. Yeah, in short, I think that the site will definitely stay active, and I don't think that she'll shut the door forever. Definitely. Which actually uh, brings up a question we've been getting asked a lot, is uh, MuggleNet and MuggleCast, are they going to yes. be closing what's book seven? Is that? Yeah, the answer to that is yes. <laughs> so, next voicemail, please. All right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, however, at that time, I will have my own yeah, yeah. podcast. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. We're going to keep the... We're going to keep the... Trust me, the, the site's going to be here through uh, the third remake of the <laughs> Harry Potter series. Um, the The podcast we plan on doing through the book, we're going to keep doing it till we run out of stuff to discuss. That's really what it comes down to. And that's for you know, Deathly Hollows. We're going to be able to hopefully discuss stuff for another like thirty episodes after the release. Well, don't am I right? uh, am don't I, say uh, that because you never know. You don't want to get people's well, hopes that's up. That's true, yeah. Basically, what I'm saying what I'm saying is we love doing this. We don't want to stop doing it once the book yeah. comes out. Uh, so whether we make the show shorter or do them every other week or something like that, you know, we'll come well, up with I something. I think it's also safe podcast. to say that even if MuggleCast ends, we all really enjoy doing this podcast thing, and I'm sure we could find something else to talk about. It's true, yeah. Like fish. <laughs> Definitely. Another book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another author. I'm sure author. we could do that. Narnia. Mugglecast, your leading Narnia yeah, we'll podcast. Um, I'm, a- <laughs> I'm looking at my calendar right now in episode uh, 99, if uh, we keep doing shows every week, 
uh, will be released on July 22nd. Oh, weird. So maybe we should do two shows in one week. So, so it's episode 100. 100th episode. Go out with uh, a bang. Yeah, we'll release it on a Saturday. Yeah. But of course, there's going to be leaky mugs and stuff, so this yeah. schedule might get thrown off entirely. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, let's okay. move along here. Thanks, Thanks voicemail. Hey, Mugglecasters. This is Jason from California. I love this. I love the show, especially Laura and Jamie. They're my favorites. And I recently listened to episode 57, where you talked about Petunia and Dudley Dursley. And this episode spawned a theory in my mind about book seven. Someone is supposed to do magic very late in life in book seven, and we are also supposed to learn what Dudley's worst memory is. Is it possible that Dudley has and will do magic inadvertently, and this is his worst memory? I'd love to hear what you have to say. Keep up the good work. Later. But is it is it worst memory, or is it his worst fear? I think it's his worst fear. Yeah, yeah me I mean... They could be the same thing, though. I mean, See, I always had the theory that, you know, it depends what you define as late in life. Because yeah, that's true. Dudley, I guess, is later in his life, but, you know, when you're yeah. talking about somebody doing magic in book seven, is it Filch? Is it Mrs. Fig? Or Petunia. Um, but I think it'd be kind of cool, you know, if Dudley's greatest fear is his parents finding out that he can do magic. That would be interesting, and I mean, yeah. I'm was not. It, Michael, was it? Sorry, okay, well, I'm not ahead. sure how I feel about it, but w- when you think about like Muggleborns and stuff, Dudley would be a likely candidate considering his aunt was one. Well, I think that with the Dementor's effect on Dudley too, it's it it makes you relive your worst memories, is what it does. Not necessarily your worst fear, and not necessarily you don't really necessarily relive it. Um, when, when Harry came across the Dementors, he would always hear his mother screaming and, you know, the worst. So I think it is the worst memory as opposed to worst fear. Um, well, no, Lupin says to him, it's wise because what you fear most is Yeah, fear but that itself. was when he was yep. dealing with uh, Bogart. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe, so do we think, I does Dudley know he has some magical ability? Like, because don't you think we would have seen it by now? Like when he was yeah, faced I, don't, I with think the, he would have warmed up to Harry a little bit. I don't yeah, think he would warm no, up I to Harry. That's true. When I he talked was, to you about it, though, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that, but I'm saying like when he was faced up against the Dementors with Harry, don't you think he would have exhibited some sort of? Maybe he's too afraid. Yeah, but when Harry was afraid of the snake, I mean, he started talking to it. So in book one, so. I think maybe even if Dudley does know, he's probably too insecure about it to tell anyone. Yeah, but I think part of what maybe used as evidence for that is when Dumbledore came to visit in Half Blood Prince, he made some comment to Dudley's yeah. parents oh, yeah. about how they raised him or how they treated him. I forget what the exact it quote was. It was something about, like, I won't do anything worse to him than what you already have or something along yeah, those so, lines or I won't do anything oh. you, you, you've already you've already abused him or, or something like that and it would certainly kind of to that lead very well into that big revelation about Aunt Petunia we're supposed to get are Harry and Dudley the same exact age like same school year age yeah, pretty Dudley's much a like a couple weeks yeah so D- yeah, if, Dad, yeah. If Harry started receiving the letters from Hogwarts, wouldn't Dudley have received them too? Unless 
they didn't want unless him to go. The unless one... they threw him away. Why That's are you guys true. thinking Dudley? Why can't it be Petunia that does magic late in life? We were thinking because our, we were thinking either Mrs. Fig, Felch, or Petunia. Petunia was everybody. The focus is on Petunia. Why would somebody say, "Well, why isn't it Dudley who might do magic?" Because we were answering well, their voice. You know, there is apparently still yeah. something big to be revealed about Petunia. So, I mean, and we haven't really heard anything about Dudley. So, I thought JKR said. Uh, yeah, but it would be it would be it would oh. be a big revelation about Petunia that she gave birth to a, a wizard. wizard and then hide, hid it from him. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they don't need any more reasons to think Dudley is special. See, th- isn't this what excites you though? Like knowing we're gonna all know, well, yeah, but we're gonna have all the answers. Gosh, that's that's what I said, and I think I've mentioned this before. I'm looking forward to. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and listen to all the podcasts, but reflecting back on all the stuff we've thinking discussed about all the times we were and wrong. how the times we were right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so good stuff. What's next voice? Yeah. Now? Hey, hi. This is Sam. I'm a. I'm a great listener, and I love you guys. But I was just wondering. How come, like, you know, they say in Hogwarts that you, uh, magical, I mean, like, muggle things like guns and technology stop working around Hogwarts because of all the magic, but guns wouldn't, would they? So I always wonder, like, why doesn't, like, Harry come in there with, like, a chain gun or something just blow the place apart? I mean, it's just a, you know, concept, you know, like, why don't, why doesn't anyone do that? Alright, bye. <laughs> because that would Are make you sure you don't mean Voldemort? Really Wait a minute. Lame. Harry go into Either Hogwarts and blow anyone. everybody that, apart. I, I, I quoted it. I quoted it from his voicemail. Yeah, I know, but are you sure he doesn't? I mean, I think he means Voldemort. I don't know what he no, means. No, he could mean Harry. Okay. Or he could mean to Harry. He could mean Harry go into wherever Voldemort yeah. is. Oh, okay. So. Well, thank you, Laura Mallory, aka yeah. Sam. <laughs> 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 be, be, he's gonna blow the place apart because he, Harry Potter also promotes guns and weapon violence as well, especially yeah, in schools. I mean, these are one of those questions, like you know, I mean, this is a perfect example. Why did he just shoot up Voldemort? Because it's a magic novel. Okay, it okay. Be Why doesn't Harry so use the bathroom? Marcy? Because there's no room for that. <laughs> no, no one wants not. to watch him yeah. go to the bathroom. Hey, Mugcast, this is Corey sixteen from Newtown, Pennsylvania. I was just listening to your latest Mugglecast episode, episode 74, and you guys were talking about what would happen if uh, Voldemort were to die with the uh, Death Eaters of every group. If you guys have ever uh, seen the uh, TV show Charmed, uh, when the source dies, all the demons of the underworld is in disarray, but slowly a um, leader comes up and takes over control. So do you think that might happen? Bellatrix might take over? the Death Eaters, or if or if she does, how long do you think that'll be? I don't think so. Um, no, I don't Bellatrix think Bellatrix would take no, over. I think she's no. going to die. Yeah. yeah. No, see, see, the problem is, is that I think most of the Death Eaters are coerced into their positions. Like, they're not the best people to begin with, and then Voldemort says, hey, you know... You have the same morals right. as I do. Come into my group, otherwise exactly. I'll torture you. You know, and so essentially they're like coerced into their positions and coerced into supporting him. And once he stop, once he dies, I do not see them continuing. Also, I see them doing exactly what they did when he died the first time, which is try to integrate back into society and act right. as. Well, so nothing and there happened. are a few like Bellatrix who might become leaders, but the thing with Charmed, and this is kind of a good 
comparison is that you know in, in charmed once the source dies the disarray there's that period of disarray where nobody really knows what to do and all the demons are kind of coming back and forming but the thing about charmed is that there's no overwhelming uh source of good necessary that can actually stop things uh, from reforming and so i think like in this in this in the harry potter series the ministry will will use that time of disarray to then seek out all the death eaters and put them behind bars all the ones that still pose a threat all the ones they can find see in yeah, charm there was important. just in charm there was just Sorry, no Eric. nothing to stop the, de- the demons from reforming true, yeah. whereas this time the ministry can you know use that you can also look at the time in between voldemort's first fall huck of no one rose up and actually in half blood prince Snape even said to Bellatrix that they thought Harry was going to be the next dark wizard for everyone to rally behind. I think everyone that is a Death Eater is waiting for one person to rally behind, and it's none of the current Death Eaters. So unless something happens, you know, I don't think none of the current Death Eaters would rise up and be a leader. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, what's important to remember is that there's always going to be evil in the world, but... As oh, for course, yeah. Harry's battle, that's going to be done. You may have yep. some Death Eaters that continue on doing horrible things, and eventually another Dark Lord may rise and they may rally behind him. But the Death Eaters, you know, known. As for the Death Eaters who are known as Voldemort's followers, I don't think that they're going to expand or create anything new when he dies. Yeah, without a leader, I mean. Not to mention the fact that they got away with it once. Do you think they're going to get away with it no. a second time? It, they will. F- I, I don't. I see Lucius. I see um, all, all the Death Eaters that are currently in the book. They're going to get knocked off or they're going to be captured. I mean, they're, the ministry isn't going to fall for it twice. And exactly. And when Harry came back from the graveyard and started uh, listing Knot and Bode and, and all the ones, uh, Fudge right. just said to him, you're just you're just talking about people who stood trial last time and who obviously got away. You know, so... But, but you know, so they obviously suspect a, a large variety of the Death Eaters who are actually Death Eaters. Um, this time, they'll probably definitely catch them. Never mind the fact that the Horcrux thing has now been exposed, so oh, exactly. they're going to have to come up with another which, way. Which could take forever. Which person that rises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fool, yeah. fool me themselves. once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me, can't get fooled again. It's the Butch quote when he screws it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, with that said, that concludes the voicemails today, right, Laura? I think. Yeah. Um, if you would like to send us a voicemail, you can always dial the United States one two one eight twenty magic. In the United Kingdom, you can dial zero two zero eight one double four zero six double seven. If you're in Australia, you can dial zero two eight double three five double six eight. Uh, so get your voicemails in, and we look forward to playing them on a future show. Uh, try to keep the the voicemail questions general. Try not to, you know, we like we like to have a broad range of topics on the show, and the voicemails help uh, keep a wide variety of stuff to discuss on the show. If you can try doing that with rebuttals too, yeah, I know it's yeah, hard, but I mean, rebuttals are rebuttals <laughs> most of the time. Well, they're not thesis either. No, no, that's true. 
Um, we're going to wrap things up today with a chicken soup for the MuggleCast soul. This comes from Natalie21 of Baghdad, Iraq. She writes, Hello, MuggleCast. I'm an army girl who got sent over to Baghdad for a year. The first part of my tour was going slow and lasting a lifetime. Seeing and doing the same things over and over again can drive a person nuts. Then I started listening to your podcast. Let me tell you, you guys helped me a lot. Now, time goes by, and I can't wait to hear next week's cast. Seeing all the violence and death really brings a person's hope brings a person's hopes and morale down a lot. But MuggleCast made me smile and laugh. It made me happy to hear about Harry Potter and for once something not that serious and life-threatening. So again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You made a soldier's day every week. Can't wait for the next week's... Can't wait for next week's cast. Yours truly, PFC Natalie. So, thank you, Natalie, very much. And we're happy to yeah, hear. Yeah, thank you. We're very yeah, happy that it's helping you out. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So that does conclude uh, episode 75 of MuggleCast. By the way, guys, Micah earlier this week was trying to come up with ideas to how to celebrate for episode 75, but I uh, ended up having a long show to celebrate anyway. <laughs> 75 episodes! Yeah, no kidding. Episodes. <laughs> wow. Joe took yeah. care of all of that for yeah. us. Yeah. It was Joe's gift to us. She watches Not our really. back that one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we thank everyone for listening, and we hope everyone's here for another 75 more. And just think, by episode 100, you will all have book seven. It's a mere 25 episodes away. Oh, my Seems like wow. that, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, like, It feels like... No, it doesn't, actually. Episode 50 feels like a long time ago. It does. Yeah. Um, wow, just 50. But if you yeah, want to send does. us some uh, happy birthday cards or happy anniversary... Cards. You can always mail them to the MuggleCast P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 223, Mountain Ridge, Kansas, 67107. Uh, I gave everyone the uh, voicemail information already. Once again, uh, United States, 121820Magic, United Kingdom, 020-8144-0677. If you're in Australia, you can dial 028-035-668. You can also Skype the username MuggleCast to leave us a voicemail message. Just remember to keep your message under 30 seconds and eliminate as much background noise as possible. You can also use the handy feedback form on MuggleCast.com. Just click on contact on the top and you can contact any one of us or email our first name, including Mikey, at staff.mugglenet.com. Uh, Mikey, you, you regular on the show or what? I have it no like clue. I just uh, make up your mind already. Uh, I'll be on if you want me to, but it's one of those things where it's like Andrew gives me a call. Mikey, can you be on the show? Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, Mikey's our backup. I'm the backup. If, uh, so when Ben's yeah. not around, I'll be here. Yeah. I'm the Ben Shane for yeah. the show. By the way, guys, I got an IM from Jamie when I was uh, away today. It, it said, uh, "Shoot, I want to quote it because it's pretty funny." Uh, says, I'm I'm literally about to die. Explicitive flu, and then he signed off four seconds later. So if you want to, I assume he's uh, under the weather right now. So if, if, uh, send send Jamie at staff.mogan.com some uh, get well cards, emails, and uh, hopefully I think he's had that since my party. Yeah, it, he never party? sleeps. He that's why that. he doesn't sleep. No, he doesn't, I, I talk to him at all hours. Yeah, true, like, yeah. at least California time. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's. Yeah, Derm's got him pretty screwed up. He's yeah. an insomniac. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He really is. Uh, yeah. Yet when he comes over to my house, he sleeps for fourteen hours. So I don't fully understand what he's trying to <laughs> accomplish. <laughs> no, I was talking to him when he came over to your house, and he's just like, "Yeah, quiet. Yeah, we can't Skype right now. Andrew's asleep. He has school in like two hours." <laughs> I'm like, "Why are you up then?" He's like, "I haven't slept yeah. yet." I'm like, "Wow." Thanks everyone for Jamie. Listening. Get better. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie, get better. Uh, hopefully he'll be back on next week. 
yeah. and Ben has a forensics tournament. That's why he isn't on either. So uh, hopefully both of them will be back next week. Uh, once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Kevin Stuck. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Michael Tannenbaum. And I'm Mikey B. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Bye. Visit very Goodbye. Visit VeryDeathlyHallows.net.